mindfulness mode. Jot it down if you have to until you're used to it, until it becomes intuition. Hey, Mindful Tribe, welcome to the show. I had a bit of a technical difficulty with this episode, so when you hear me, you'll notice that I sound different, so I apologize for that, but hang in there because this is such a great great interview. I think you'll enjoy it so much. He's really funny. He's really entertaining. And I just hope you enjoy the episode. So hang in there. Hey, Mindful Tribe. Welcome to the show. It's really exciting to be here today. Uh, I'm here today with a comedian who has performed comedy for four U.S. presidents. And he's had four solo comedy TV specials. You'll probably know his name when I tell you. But just a second ago when he jumped on, he said to me, Hey Bruce, I'm working on building a bridge between the woo-woo to the ha-ha. And I thought that was pretty funny because I, as you know, I think we don't laugh enough. And I would have a podcast about uh, comedy in a moment if I had the opportunity, and today I have the opportunity to talk to a really funny man named Craig Shoemaker. So Craig, are you in mindfulness mode today? I, I'm always in mindfulness mode. That's what makes me be able to create. I tap into the creator, and the only way to do that is to shut out the noise and be mindful and be present and conscious. Yeah. So that makes for the best comedy is when I can get into that space and the best writing happens, the best performance, I'm centered and uh, yeah, so here I am. Fantastic. <laughs> <Right here with> you. <laughs> That's fantastic. So with what you said, you've already kind of answered my first question a little bit. I was going to say, what does mindfulness mean to you? But maybe you can tell us a couple of other things. Well, it's really uh, a practice uh, that it, is, and it takes a lot of practice. And I tell people, I, you know, I teach a course and coach clients. I'd say, I see repetition causes intuition. Wow. So if you repeat these practices, eventually you'll become intuitive and be funnier because our intuitive sense is funny and light and love and levity. That's our, that's our true self. And we've been programmed to do the opposite since birth or since like first grade or whatever it is, we are taught to just comply and do what they're told. I have I, my book is now my new book is called Get Out of Line and Into Alignment. Get out of these lines that they put you in right away. Here's your reward. Here's your award. Whatever it is for memorizing, uh, Columbus sailed the ocean blue in fourteen hundred and ninety two. There you got an A. Good job. Good job. You memorized what we told you to memorize. Now don't go any deeper into who Columbus was and what he did. No, <laughs> that's it. that's not that's mindless. So. Mindful would be, okay, let's get to the nuance of life. Let's get to the humor and let's find the hypocrisies and make fun of them. And let's dig down deep. You know, let's use that, that other 80% that we don't go to. So that's where the mindfulness comes in for me. Well, that's pretty cool that you help people be funnier, yeah. have more humor so that they can be more mindful, essentially. Isn't, isn't that basically it? It is. I don't tell them that because of no. we also programmed to believe that mindfulness is a bunch of crap and you yeah. know, that consciousness, all that stuff. Woo woo. Yeah. That's what I said. <laughs> it's it's, a, it's what they do. It's what the power structures do. They we have a higher source, higher power within us, and they have no interest in that because then they're good. They know they know that the the wizard will be found behind that curtain and. That's what comedians do is we expose the wizard. We are Toto. We, we take that curtain. We go, there's somebody back here. They're, they're full of it. There's a lot of fraud going on here. They're, they're making you afraid of something that doesn't exist. And 
that's what we do as comics, but we can only do that if we are mindful, if we are trained in the creative. The creator is the creative. It, that's who made us creative is the creator. So tap into that, this beautiful giant essence that's in, the divine essence that's in all of us, this potency that wishes to be released. But we you got to figure out the ways to stop pushing it down. And one of those ways is laughter. Laughter will jolt you into a whole new state of consciousness. I totally agree. Yeah. Tell me, Craig, how old were you when you knew you were going to live your life as a comic? Ha! <laughs> Early. Was it? My dad left when I was born. I was like, something I said, wah, he's gone. <laughs> Sorry. That was the first thing right there. Grew up with all females. First shave was with an epiladian nair. So... <laughs> I was not destined to be an accountant. A lot of stuff went on. My dad became a cult leader. My mom belly danced to my high school graduation party. And then I got the pain stuff that happened. I got kidnapped by a pedophile. I, you know, moved to 13 different homes by the time I was in high school. And so there's the pain and there's the tragedy. And then there's the overcoming that and finding out a new place to be after I wanted to end my life. And oh, now wow. I love this extraordinary life and I love to pass on and share this with others. And that's why I now, well, I just don't only perform. I do so many other things, but it's all about sharing experiences. that got me to this beautiful space of transcendence and transformation. Well, that's fantastic. And you obviously do a lot of different things because I noticed that, you know, you've written different kinds of things. You wrote a book called Love Mastered, A Digital yeah. Journey to Ultimate Love and Happiness. So what's this about this digital journey? Tell me about your expertise in the digital world. Well, uh, I have none. I'm, a, oh, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm on the information super cul-de-sac, but it happened by accident where uh, it was a digital journey. I'll tell you what it was. Uh, I, again, I work on instinct and intuition now. It's been very skilled, honed. Uh, it's I'm to the point of I'm a psychic. Uh, we all have the ability, but I just happen to be available to it and, it and open to it. And sure enough, it's there. And there was this fan of mine uh, reached out to me years ago on Facebook, private message, said, I thought you want to know Matt and I are divorcing after 30 years of marriage. And something inside of me compelled me to reach out to her in a different way not hey sorry you know the you the usual i go be, this is what creative artists do we go beyond the usual we get out of that line in our alignment my alignment said reach out to her and share your story of pain and whatever it is and so we started going back and forth and it became this beautiful like a, like a love story even though happily i'm a happily married guy at the time and you know and she was going through this distress and i said listen if anything you might even get married to him again or, or you know or embrace that and and work on yourself whatever it was we had this exchange that lasted over a year and it was i became amused for her. it turns out she's a beautiful writer it turns out she said things that she never told anyone before about the pain she had with her alcoholic husband which she never said before she didn't have a therapist so i became this sounding board but also sharing my own experiences of what i went through and how i got through and so forth it became a beautiful, beautiful uh, exchange. And I said to her, this needs to be a book. So the book is our conversation over a year's time, time stamped. And at the end, I don't want to spoil it, but uh, at the end, it's a beautiful thing. I fixed her up with a guy I've known since kindergarten. They fell madly in love for the first time, both of them ever in their lives, in their 50s. And it was pretty crazy uh, you know, to see that, or late 40s, uh, that they had never had love before because both of them married abusers. 
and narcissists, both of them. Wow. And I got them together. He was freshly, both of them were fresh, 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 and they fell in love and as they'd never been before. So that's why it's a digital journey because it's on Facebook and the private messages. But uh, I, I, if the technology and me do not get along, there, there's a, there's a love story. That's not a good ending. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Craig, I'm so fascinated that you've uh, done comedy for four U S presidents. Who was the first one? And tell me what you were feeling just before you walked on to do that comedy set. Nervous. I can tell you that already. It was four of them at once. Oh, was it? all gathered uh, the summit for volunteerism in Philadelphia in the late nineties. <clears throat> so yeah, and then there were several of them there, and you know, and I was nervous because I do a character, the Love Master, and I'm, you know, there's Barbara Bush. You couldn't get any more conservative in the pearls, and so I was like, yeah. uh, "You're not going to go after Barbara Bush there, Craig. Keep your mouth shut. I know you're tempted to do a pearl necklace joke, but you're not going to do it." So I was like, uh, I was a little nervous, and no, no security's ridiculous because now take that, take secure, take normal security, and you know, quadruple it. And then throw in Jesse Jackson's there and other politicians. So uh, Jesse Jackson made his way. It was pretty funny. He made his way to the stage to, he went nuts for me. Yeah. And he's like, starts talking to me and people are like pulling me away, you know, at, at like, cause he had to go on stage and I'm going, no, he's my new buddy. You know, I tried to tell me, you know, I, I passed, you know, and they, they yanked me away from him because they thought I was just some, they didn't even see that I was just on stage. This is how these people work. They're just in this, you know, in this narrow space of protection and, uh, and not laughter. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> definitely not laughter. <laughs> so yeah, I performed for the presidents. I've, I've done so many beautiful things in my life. I'm so blessed. And, you know, uh, 75,000 people I've done twice, which is crazy. I mean, they're so far away in a stadium that I had to slow down my jokes because the laughter would come like a, you know, like a plane going by the noise comes later. That's what would happen with I tell the punchline and so I had to really <laughs> slow down. But that was a crazy experience. I've had just one great experience after another. And and for this fatherless kid whose dad became a cult leader and you know, just bad messaging, you know, how to be a dad. I'm now a father of four and just loving my life. And I get to share it with people how I got there, you know. And Do you have any it, interesting stories about being on late night television and you're being interviewed and maybe an interview went off the rails or something weird well, happened? I have stories about everything, Bruce. It's like <laughs> it's this life. It's almost like God saying to me, yeah, I'm just going to keep on giving you obstacles now. I'm just it's not you're never going to coast. Sorry, you're not the guy for that. <laughs> even even like I was like laughing about the gambling. I try gambling now and then. Yeah, it always goes. No, 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 no. Not for you. But I keep trying it. So I have this guy who says, listen, I'm going to give you all the winners. So I just follow him. And for the first week, I'm going, oh, my God, this is unbelievable. He went on a losing streak where I don't even know if he's alive right now. He's <laughs> like, and I listened to him thousands and thousands of dollars. And then I kept saying, oh, come on, Craig, you don't get it by now that that's Big G trying to tell you this is not for you. You know, it's just a distraction from you doing your really great work, you know, and go make money. That way, you know, it's so many lessons have been learned, but, you know, we keep learning anyway. It doesn't, you get up, you fall down, you get up, you fall down. It does seem sometimes like there's a lot of falling down, but, or push down, but, you know, I'm here to tell the story about how the recovery process happens, even with alcoholism and drug addiction, even 
jail, all that stuff. I get to tell people, hey, here's how to stay out of jail. Here's how to live your life in bliss and connection. And that connection does happen from mindfulness. It starts there. The root is there. If you're meditating, I teach. Oh, this you're going to love this, Bruce. Tell me this. I'll get back to the late night tale in a second. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, so I teach something called guided lavitation. Oh, cool. And guided lavitation, for those that have a hard time meditating, which I am one of them because my mind is filled, if you can't imagine that, you know, it's filled with stuff. And so the, I'm, 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 I have four kids. I'm meditating. I'm going, oh, my God, I forgot to drop. I'm supposed to drop them off at camp. You know, <laughs> there's a million responsibilities. Mindfulness. Okay. Just silence your brain. Oh, my God. My, da- my daughter's sick. I got to get whatever it is. There's something there that is on the plate that I have to deal with or something. So it's very hard. But lavitation takes me into an unbelievable ethereal sense of vibration. It's unbelievable. It's like, and what I do is I do, I just, you just fake laugh until it turns real anyway. And it always does. Your body doesn't know the difference. Yeah. And you say out loud what's really getting your way, you know, like obstacles. I'll give you a really exa- little example. <laughs> I bought two jackets the other day, <laughs> and I lost them. <laughs> I finally spent money on myself, and I can't find either jacket. <laughs> <laughs> and you have no idea where they are. <laughs> I have no idea where they are. <laughs> I've searched everywhere, <laughs> and I keep going, for one time in your life, you finally spent money on fashion. And that was gone after wearing them one time. Maybe not even one jacket. Anyway, so that's a really quick one. And you say out loud. I mean, sometimes people get really painful and really deep. And I do that too. Now you breathe at the end of it. And you let out a ha, which is cleansing. Ah, you just feel that vibration, that vibrato inside of you that wishes to be released and ha and you know, hallelujah is a very cleansing word. Right? That's why it's in churches. Hallelujah. Buddha, Allah, Krishna. It's a, that beautiful ha sound that comes with laughter. And when you stop the laughing and check in with yourself, I always ask people that I do these, do this with in my course and clients, what's your stress level? What was it before? It always goes from like an eight to a three every single time. Your body doesn't know that it's fake laughter because it's really not. You ended up laughing at me laughing. I did. It's a vibrate, it's a it's it's cyclical. It's a reflection. It's beautiful to spread that through the world instead of the, being divided and all the echo chambers and all the following that we do and just repeat something they tell you and then it keeps you in fear. This there's no fear. There's no anxiety. You can't be depressed while you're laughing. Cannot exist in the same space. Impossible. Well, so I that's the, that's what I teach. Guided laughitation. And did you come up with that word lapitation or I did, that's hilarious. I just I love the word itself. I have exactly. I have another one that's uh, even simpler. It's called chuckle chatter and chuckle chatter is you just speak, laugh, speak. I call it laugh, speak. It's chuckle chatter. And it's amazing. You just say what you did today. From I got up and I had eggs <laughs> with toast. <laughs> and I say to people, I go, I say, say it like it's your last breath. Your last breath on earth is just laughing. It's, it's you exhaust yourself with laughter. It unbelievable. I, I developed it with one client, and she talks from up here. I'm afraid about my daughter. I don't know what I'm going to do with my daughter. I said, Tell me that in a funny way. I'm afraid of my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> I 
and then you get to the meaninglessness of it. It's all the meaning that we put on things that keep us in fear and keep us paralyzed. And we're not free that way. So laughter is the key to freedom. Most people don't realize this. Like laughter is the best medicine. Bunch of crap to most people. They don't believe it. Otherwise, they go to more comedy clubs. Come see me. Here's your prescription. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? It's like we just don't put the importance on it that we should. I think I'm even shocking you today with like some of these concepts to go, I, I never heard of that before. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a so there, not many people have. I'm trying to be Johnny Laughter Seed and have people plant the seeds and have, have a better understanding of the awareness of the powers of laughter and then go get it. You know, go get your supplies. Go get your, go to your pharmacy. Way better than those drugs that have a million side effects. Now you got to take drugs to get rid of the side effects for the one. For, it's a it's a slippery slope, oh, and I have oh. no intention of going there. I have yeah. an intention of just keep on going with this laughter wellness. People think it's full of crap. Well, that's because they never tried it. They don't have the openness to even try it because they've been conditioned to believe. Oh, what I see on television. By the way, you and I grew up at a time there was zero drug commercials True. from pharmacies. Zero. And definitely, I never sat next to a parent and had to have her, my mom, explain erectile dysfunction and vaginal warts. Never had that happen growing up, for sure. <laughs> no. How did this happen? It happened from money and power. That's what happened. There's no laughter lobby out there. So I'm in here lobbying, baby, one at a time. I don't know how many people are listening to this right now. One at a time. Come join us. We got a laughter mob. It's just a mob right now. We're going to be a gang someday. And maybe someday we'll be a village. And maybe someday we'll be an entire world of laughter. That's what I want to manifest. I think that's awesome. Yeah. And I think you're starting to manifest that. Or maybe you're well past the, the beginning of it because you have done so much so much speaking and entertaining and and of course you have a you have a program that people can sign up and learn how to laugh in their life and create more mindfulness and humor in their life tell us about this program you have it, i'm telling you bruce it's it's you know i i really am tapped into um my creator inside of me this this essence this divineness i really am in, in a way that that's what wrote this whole thing. I wrote a program, like a step-by-step -step keys to life tools program to deprogram and recondition who we have, who we have been. It's been pounded into us to be like this yeah. followers, lemmings, not listening to your mindfulness, not li just listening to the surface. It's this thing. It's what's coming at us. So I came up with something called genuine energy flow. It's genuine. It's who we truly are. And it's the flow of the river. We are. And there's going to be rocks and impediments and dams and everything else to try to stop you. But you cannot stop if you're in genuine energy flow. Part of that flow is humor. So I literally know how to teach people, how to, everyone knew how to be funny. Everyone. It's a method that I came up with. And I'm, it's the most – look, I've been at the top of the heap in comedy and won the big awards and everything else. And this is the best thing I've ever done. And it's going to be one person at a time because people don't know what the hell it is. You know, maybe you'll sign up. You'll be my second person to get oh, to it. Not the <laughs> second person. Well, I'm fascinated with the program and, and I'm fascinated with what you said because I'm thinking, okay, everybody, I mean, I mean re really, even those Karens out there, like you can bring that to them. Yeah. How do you do that? <laughs> yeah, I, I can't bring it to them. Uh, if they are willing and open to stop being a Karen or a Carl, 
yeah. if they're willing and open, I got you. I got you. I got you. I'm going to teach you how to. I know, listen. I've and I have a number of people taking the course, and I watched it happen. I just have, and it's like this one guy was a sad sack. He now has his kids around the dinner table do dad jokes, and uh, and I I copied that from him, and I do it at home, and the, the winner uh, doesn't have to do dishes. So we have the we play games now, and he plays games, and so that's what's happened in his family. Is guy Matt, my friend, my client, he has me on retainer to be funnier. He's the number one real estate um, um, uh, mortgage guy in Florida, Southern Florida. And he uses it in all his presentations. Now he uses humor. He'll call me up and go, hey, I'm thinking about this. And I say, yeah, yeah. And I, he knows the techniques. My friend Brian, uh, I call them all my friend, you know, because they become my friends. He ran for the Shriners in Ohio. He's in real estate. He said he won, I think he told jokes during his speech, and he won like 96 to 4 or something like that. I mean, wow. yeah, because – being fun, funny's money. People don't understand that either because you are now becoming one with that person. You're memorable, mm -hmm. you're unique. Uh, you're magnetic when you make people laugh. It's just, it brings joy when we have so much misery now. Yeah, misery does love company. Well, go ahead. You guys go be miserable over. I'm going to have a little, little posse, little yeah. posse over here that's a little <laughs> punchline posse over here. <laughs> that's great well i'm ready to hear that late night story that you're going to tell well i uh, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> i just i'm writing this down punchline posse by the way I never <laughs> said, i'm going to use that one um well i don't really have like a disaster do i have any uh well one time i was on a show on abc you know big network late night show and i'm really young in the business and so excited that uh, I told everyone you got to watch, you know, and they, yeah. I guess they were, I don't know. And um, sure enough, he goes, here's Craig Shoemaker. And then we interrupt this regularly scheduled program. <laughs> there was a bus hijacking. Not only was there hijacking, it was down the street from my place. Oh. Practically yelling out the window going, can you put the gun away? I, I need people to watch this. I am not exaggerating. They came back from the news break with me going, good night, you've been great. <laughs> <laughs> so he saw was the introduction, and it came back right in time. For him. Thank you very much. So nobody knew how I did in California. Nobody knew because oh. they had to interrupt. And another time I was actually on The View. I had a really good set on The View. I was the first person to do the comedy corner with Joey Behar. And that one got interrupted by an Obama speech. So thank you, Barack Obama, for ruining my set on the view that one's you know going out to a lot of people national so like i said i get knocked down a lot and it's almost like some messages in there to keep figuring things out and keep on centering again it's all about centering and uh and i know now that it really is about the bliss of laughter yeah, it really. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Well, tell me a story about bullying, if you've got one. I know it doesn't sound like the funniest conversation to have, but I've worked in bullying prevention for a long time, and I believe that mindfulness and bullying prevention can be dovetailed so that if you can be truly mindful, then probably, you know, bullying won't have the same power at all. Yeah. And the same thing is true for comedy, but what do you have for us? I... It's one of the reasons I accepted doing your podcast is that's what I heard you were, you know, that, that's your jam. And yeah. I, I applaud you for it because I was 
really bullied, you know, with no dad is you become vulnerable, which is why I was vulnerable to the kidnapping by a serial pedophile. But beyond that, there was also at school, absolutely beaten to a pulp, like, like a pinata. Like I thought candy was going to come out of me. It was unbelievable. Like I went out for the, was at another school because we moved again. We I, th- I used to think the word evict meant move. I thought they were the same word. And and like here's the eviction truck, mommy. And we move again. And we, my mom would do something. I mean, it was pretty good. She kept us in safe neighborhoods, but that included rich people, and that's humiliating for a poor kid. You know, I remember yeah. being caught in the bathroom sewing my pants because I didn't have any other pants, and I had to learn how to sew with a thimble in like third grade. And I remember these humiliation shame points which were constant. So this particular time I went out for the 115 pound football team in eighth grade. And I only weighed 72 pounds. I was very tiny. I went out for center because I said, Oh, I'll touch the ball every time. And they all know me because I really wanted to blend in all the popular guys on the team. They literally beat me in the huddle. The, the quarterback would say, good snap. And he punched me in the face. I'd be a dizzy walk up to the line to put, give the ball to him. And, and then in the locker room, it was like a coyote wilding. I mean, they just beat me. Uh, they tore my underwear every day to make wedgies and hang me by a locker and tell me to do wind chimes. And and I was so ashamed. I couldn't tell my mom. So I had to go with, I had strings for underwear. I had no underwear. I had no money to buy new underwear. And the beatings just were constant and really like painful to the point of suicide. You know, I attempted suicide. I give you an idea of that. I was, I didn't really want to commit suicide. I just wanted people to like feel bad about what they did to me. That's what mm-hmm. suicide was about for me. Like I wanted to go to my own funeral and you know, like hide behind a tree and go, "Yeah, now you're saying stuff about me. What about that?" You know. But I had I tried to hang myself and I I put these neckties. I tied them together and I threw them over a door and I tied them on the handle and it made a noose and I hung there for a little bit and I was gagging and my mother comes in, she says, "Oh my God, what are you doing?" Those are new neckties. <laughs> Get up. Gosh. She was upset because I was, they were, they were new neckties. And she was very upset that I was crinkling the new neckties and using them for my noose. But um, that's an example, though. It's actually called gallows humor. But you can let people think the, the, all these standards we put on things. You can't laugh at this. You can't laugh at that. It's ridiculous. You were talking about Karens and there's cancel culture and there's the woke and they're there they decide who what the cause is no you don't get to decide it for me sorry you don't get to decide my causes just because you have a new hashtag a new symbol that you think you're virtue signaling you do not get to tell me science you do not get to educate me sorry you don't get to say trust science and just some mindful mindless trust science no i'm did you trust dr mengele in nazi germany yeah they trusted him Look how that turned out. Yeah, not well. I'm going to come back with you to anyone who tries to go in echo chambers. I'm going to come back every single time with consciousness, with evaluation, with research, with digging down deeper into myself first, realizing who is doing the other research. Do a little dive in that. See who's been corrupted. See who's been bribed. Get these surveys and answers for, for you. So that's that's where I'm coming from is like this genuine energy flow is truly genuine. It's authentic. I ask people, just be open. I will gu- I will Sherpa you up this mountain mm-hmm. and we will see we will see places that no one else sees on the top of this mountain because they're busy down here fighting with one another. We can have a whole new vibration when you when you make laughter your most important thing.
when laughter becomes your spirituality. Laughter becomes your spirituality. I love that. Tell me, who do you think is one of the funniest people on the planet besides yourself? I actually have a picture back here. Oh, there's, there's one right there. Uh, that's me and Dave Chappelle. Okay. He's one of my favorites. Yeah. It's an example of a, a cancel him because of the transgender. I said, let, let, me, let, me, let me go watch the special. I'm going, he's not, he's not bullying. He's not punching down. He's honest. And I'm going, where, where's, where is this? But people just mindlessly go, oh, okay. He's, he's a, you know, he's a homophobe or he's transgender, whatever it is, what label they put on people. I'm sick of the labels. This is all projection because if people don't understand you're being intolerant. So if you want tolerance, you're being intolerant. If you put a label on someone, how about, how about, listen, I'm a white man, right? What do you think we get? Misogynist, homophobe, patriarch. Uh, we get all of it. That's sexist. That's, you get that right out of the chute just for looking like this. So if you don't want, if you don't want prejudice, then don't be prejudiced. If you, if you want openness, then be open. You be the example. So I, my kids, if I ask them to describe someone, for, like I won't go, you know, were they black? Because there is no one's black anyway. It's not even a color like of a person. Right. I wouldn't say that. I'd say what was the complexion like and what color, what color hair did they have? What, what was the type of hair? Whatever it is. If I was asking them to do a description of somebody that they met, I wouldn't just put the label on right away. It, it, so it's just we've gone so far down this virtue signaling world. We lost ourselves and we lost our sense of self and therefore lost our sense of humor. We lost it. So that's why I have this program called Winning with Humor. You win if you have more humor. If you can make fun of yourself, even make fun of your own hypocrisies. Yeah, I tell the woke, you know, I have this whole, I have unwoke AF. That's what I, I tell my kids. It's unwoke Air Force. We have, a tour, we have a new tour coming out. Boy, there are people pissed. You know why they're pissed? Because they know that we're on to them. Your little hashtags and everything. Have you ever gone down the skid row and fed people? You're saying we should be caring. No, not any of them. They stand behind a keyboard, keyboard cowards, and they analyze people and label people, and they have no joy. There's no joy in these people. I've met them. They're not even going to comedy clubs, so what do I care? They're canceling me. They're not even going anyway. They're miserable, and they want company, and that's how they get the company, and they're the bullies now. So I've been bullied my whole life, right? Yeah. Very tiny. I shouldn't say my whole, my childhood was filled with bullying. And I am here to protect people now, protect them from themselves and protect them from others. And part of that protection doesn't look like you think it does. Yeah. I'm a big, strong guy now too. I can protect physically, but I also want to protect emotionally and give people the skills to be able to deal with something that comes their way, to be able to self scrutinize, and evaluate yourself first and find out, are you projecting? Are you projecting? Because that's going to cause more bullying. If you're saying all men are pigs, what do you think the man's going to turn into? If you're a woman, if you're saying all women are bitches and C words, what do you think they're going to turn into? That's, that's the only thing that can manifest. If that's what you consistently do. If you say, I'm laughing at myself here. It's like, a, I'm a, I was a lousy husband yesterday, or I was a lousy wife yesterday. I was a lousy partner yesterday. I was a lousy friend yesterday. If you could laugh about it, one of the tools I teach is humility. List all the times you rumble, stumble, fumble, crumble, and tumble. List them all. 
Lean into it and watch us laugh with you in a humble way where we're no ego attached to anything, no trying to protect our image. We already know you're full of it anyway. <laughs> that's saying you, Bruce. <laughs> well, that's okay if you did. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> winningwithhumor.com is where we find your, your program, right? Winningwithhumor.com, and you better spell humor the U.S. way, H-U-M-O-R, oh, right? <laughs> no wow. U in there. That's a good point. Yeah. Wow. I never thought of that. I always notice if I see on like a dating app, it'll say humor with a you. I go, oh, they're not from this country right, right away. And I, I kind of like, oh, you're not from here, are you? You know, yeah. like, I look smart. But anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right. I And favor. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I'm going to have to address that. Well, you have to buy the website winning with humor spelled the right way. That's what I'm saying. Before the <laughs> <thing> <laughs> out there that before someone snags it, I better yeah. do that. You better do that. Yeah. yeah. You better do that. Well, as we move forward in the interview, Craig, I want to ask you five quick answer questions. Great. So just 30 second answers are perfect. The first one is this. Who is one person who has been a powerful mindfulness influence in your life? Michael Beckwith. I don't know if you know who he is. Yeah, I do know who he is. And I've been going to his spiritual center, Agape, from way, way back, 30 years ago, and became friends. And he was a a big influence on me. And um, the dude is unbelievable the way he channels spirit. Mm -hmm. And yet I also learned from him in not a negative way, but in a way of I sit there and – think what is connecting with me and this is how i teach is i teach through experiences not my opinions or not something i read in scripture or read from a self-help book mm-hmm. i'll share i will i very rarely quote anything i don't mm-hmm. even know if I, if I if i have a quote because i make my own quotes sure like today you stopped me and went oh, that's interesting because it was something that i said you know it's my quote yeah back with i remember him telling a story about him going to the airport and having a confrontation with uh, the person, the gate agent. And I remember that this probably 20 years ago, but it had the most effect on me because it made him human. It made him, he's not this guy that he is an amazing speaker. And what he says is wonderful, but that's, that's the message I got 20 years later. I still live that message, you know, and, and that's how I preach, <laughs> you know, I mean, he's, he's brilliant. And, and yet, when he mentions his flaws, that's when he becomes more attractive to me. The message is more clear. That was a message of humility. That was a message of transformation because he had a, a switch that happened, you know, when he came, got into forgiveness and so forth. There's the lessons based on him failing at first and dealing with this gate agent. And so he's, yeah, he's a, a big one for me because I know personally I end up, you know, it's close by and all that kind of stuff. So but there's other books that have really helped Neil Donald Walsh conversations with God. And I remember that was, had a huge impact on me. Um, when I first yeah. read it, I think I went back a couple of times and brushed up. Yeah. That's a great book. Yeah. My second question was going to be about emotions. So tell me, uh, how have you learned to deal with your emotions differently as a result of mindfulness? I, I call it the pause for the cause pause for the cause of my own freedom. And uh, if I take a pause, and it's also spiritus is a Latin word for breath. And if I allow that spiritus to take over, my resentments turn into gratitude. My anger turns into happiness. 
whatever I'm about to do, it shifts my consciousness into allowing for something else to happen in that moment, as opposed to the way I was going to do it, which was fear-based. It was, it was coming from a space of, of fright or whatever it is. If I take the pause for that cause, I, it's probably a hundred percent of the time it works. It shifts right on the spot because we're now not going to fight because I'm paused. I'm, I allow that ha, allow that cleansing breath to take over. And when that happens, who's going to have conflict? Not me, not them. It's just going to, so that, that's what happens for me. I don't know if that answered your question, but that's what happens. Yeah, it that does. Happens. And my next question is about breathing. And you kind of, you were ahead of the, ahead of the game on that one because you just did a breathing thing. But do you have any thoughts or comments about breathing and how that helps yeah. you? Absolutely. I, I will tell you this. My my wife, maybe my ex-wife, that's where it looks like we're headed, unfortunately. Not my, not my, yeah, she went off to like a cult leader, which I do not recommend to anyone. She had this woman that said, get your sovereign freedom, all these theories, come on, mamas, get out of your golden cage. Kids, kids, don't worry about the kids. It's really sad what happened. This beautiful light being that I met at Agape. And she, so the reason I say, I, it's have, I still have a hard time saying the words ex-wife because we're not officially divorced, but, you know, we're definitely on that path today. I don't, today's our wedding anniversary, by the oh, way. is it? Yeah, it is. So I woke up and she, sure enough, she sent a beautiful text. And I was about to send her a nasty text. Spiritus took over and I did not send that text. And then her vibration came back from that and sent this beautiful text that she still feels that it was one of the most beautiful days of her life. Mm -hmm. And she's in gratitude to this day. So it's a great example of how, how that works. But um, now what was your question again? My, I, I, my question was about uh, breathing. Oh, breath work, breath work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what was I say? Breath work is she teaches breath work. Oh, does she? And she has taken me to done the breath work and I am not kidding you. I've been high before drugs. I used to be into drugs, no longer zero. I have never been that high as with breath work. It took me to, and I said several times. And by the way, at the end of it, it doesn't happen to her. It doesn't happen to a lot of her clients, but I end up hysterically laughing, like oh, out yeah. of control laughing. Yeah, it's crazy. And laughter is breath. It's the greatest breath. You're opening up your lungs. You're, you're pulsating, you're vibrating at a whole other level of consciousness. Your heart is pumping, your skin is better. You're physically more fit. All of it, your people say, my stomach hurts, my face hurts. After my shows, I love it. It's a release like no other. And it is breathing. It's heavy breathing. And <laughs> when you really laugh, ha, ha, ha. It really is. Yeah. And uh, this is what I encourage people to have more of. That's why we got this. We have this course, and we're together on this. We watch people. Oh, here's I'm going to show you something. This is one of my favorite. This is one of my favorite moments. My, the person who helps me with the course, she sent out these thank you cards, and this is just a, a screenshot of all the participants that day, and everyone's laughing at once. Cool. Not beautiful. Awesome. It is beautiful. I think that we're one, yeah. and we are one. We are one. And 
to have that oneness, that collective oneness is so beautiful, but underappreciated. We're not going down that road. And that's one by one, one by one by one to be one. I'm just going to keep on going and sharing this message. And one by one by one, maybe I'll winning with humor with a U in Canada. <laughs> yeah, with a U. Yeah, that's, that's, that's cool. about. That's what it's about. about. <laughs> totally. That's totally what it's about. Yes, I got to practice that too. Uh, so, yeah, I want to ask you, well, I was going to ask a question about a book, but you already answered it. Conversations with God is a book yeah. that you're really impressed by, and it is a fantastic book. And are there any apps that you would recommend? that can help well, with mindfulness or even humor, which is of course part of mindfulness. I, I do a I do a live, I'm much more about live, you know, I don't really yeah. have an app. Uh, I'm coming yeah. out with my own app actually. Oh, you're, are you? You're first to hear that. Uh, yeah. It's a guided laffirmations, laffirmations. Oh. That's affirmations. the name of the app, laffirmations. Well, don't say it yet, but, but um, it's a, it's a good, you know, those calendars that have like a, la, it, so the affirmations, yeah. well, now you're going to go each day, we'll have a new affirmation. I love it. Plus a giggle bite. And uh, I'm going to give you medicine right there. And we're going to have a calendar. It'll be on an app. And uh, you're the first to hear it. I don't even know if I should tell you because you know how the world works. I know. So when, did, when uh, is this plan to come out? Soon or uh, I, th I asked her yesterday, the one who's helping me assemble, because there's so much to assemble. It's 365 yeah. different gigabyte jokes, uh, different, uh, we, we offer their prescription, we call it. We have a prescription and we have a laffirmation. And uh, so it, it's funny you should say that because you had, I was talking earlier about quotes that I don't quote people. It's the same thing with this is like, yeah, write your own damn app, do your own app, do your own book. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you don't. Need it. So other p books are like conversations with God years ago was an inspiration. It's an inspiration. And I would believe Neil Donald Walsh. That's what he That's his intention. That's my intention to inspire you to become great, inspire you to be happier, inspire you to be joy filled and mindful. So if I can inspire that, put a spark in there to give you some other idea, I'm, I'm winning with humor. And that's that's why we came up with the title "Winning with Humor." Is you you win? It's a win if you're making people laugh. You're laughing with people. You have won. That's a victory like no other. Totally. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Well, as we prepare to wrap up the interview, Craig, I want to ask you: if you Have any final words of advice? It's funny. Not a big fan of the word advice, and you know, not to, I'm not saying it's something shaming you. It's uh, I, that's what, that's what, that's what happens for me is I, I, people will say something like the other day I was speaking at this group and someone said the word networking. And I said, I'm much more about the word connection. So advice, I'm much more into the word suggestion. So mm -hmm. my suggestion, and sometimes there's strong suggestions. Like I would suggest that when you're, when you're, you know, having a bowel movement, you take your pants down. I would suggest that. Now you can have a bowel movement in your pants. That's fine. You know, or not fine, but it's, it's your prerogative. <laughs> but these, this suggestion is very strong. Do your best every day to catch the kids in the amount of times you laugh, like have a laugh bit, if you will. How many times? So we, we laughed on uh, 20 times a day adults. That's in kids are over 200. Let's catch the kids. 
That's my suggestion is really pay attention. Be mindful to how much you laugh. Jot it down if you have to until you're used to it, until it becomes intuition. But really, really pay attention to that. And you'll find that many times we lean towards the negative. We lean towards the fear. We lead towards what they're promoting out there. And it's not good for us. You know, America, they say pursuit of happiness. And if you watch a news program, at the most, they'll have a 20-second piece at the end after fire and brimstone. Hey, we're going to go over to Chuck who's going to talk. There's a cat up a tree. Oh, oh boy. That was so funny. I've, I've had a hard time finding my pussy as well. Oh, my. <laughs> Back to you. Weather today is... Causing fires. And I mean, this yes. is just what they do. And they keep you weakened. Yeah. yeah. So one of the first things I do when I teach the course are private clients. I love private clients too. I love working with and watching their transformations. I say, get off the news. Do not watch the news. Zero purpose. Zero purpose. You can't tell me what the purpose is. And if you tell me it's something you really need to hear about the weather or something, you're going to hear it anyway. Yeah. There's no way you can avoid it. If it's a catastrophe weather, you don't, need to hear the, you don't need to hear the daily weather. Just go outside and go, wow, it's, like it's going to rain. That's a concept. Yeah, thanks, Nostradamus. Yeah, there's cloud, rain clouds in there. Yeah, it looks like it's rain. The, the, the temperature's a little chilly. Got to put a jacket on. Yep, go outside. I would totally agree. And there are a lot of people that do not go outside. I know, I know. That whole, whole pandemic lockdown has said one of the reasons I ha actually have this course as well. And I developed it during the pandemic is, oh, did you? is yeah, we, we really are not dealing well with the things that took place there. There's a lot of manipulation that took place. And it's like that we ended up believing that six feet was the right distance. We and, and mad at people that didn't adhere to those rules that didn't back up and go, is that really true? Like they have partitions, between the seats at a comedy club when I first started doing comedy during the pandemic. I said, what's this for? It's an airborne virus, jackasses. Yeah. I said, hey, you fart, cut, cut a fart and see if they smell it over there. Let's see how good the, the partitions are doing. Logical. Yeah. That's what comics do. We go logical. Yeah. And I love being like that. I love tapping into that space as opposed to just follow what they tell me. Yeah. So that lockdown had an effect on people. As a matter of fact, sure like I said, an effect on my wife. And there's grief that we're not dealing with. People had to say goodbye to loved ones without be being able to have a funeral or say or touch them. This is stuff that my kids had to go to school with masks on and, you know, didn't you get to connect with one another or see their teeth or their mouth I mean, for a couple of years. Or Zoom. People didn't have graduations. So I don't think we should dismiss all of this, these pain points. I don't think we should dismiss this. I think we should move into it, acknowledge it, laugh through it, work through it, be mindful through it instead of mindless. And let, oh, let's go with more distractions. Let's go scroll on Instagram and be completely mindless and and unconscious time to get conscious time to really embrace who you truly are really really good dig that's my suggestion is get in there get in there don't be afraid of it yeah there's not a lot of people out there that'll coach you through this but they're they're there like you and me right yeah right exactly through it we'll guide you through hold your hand totally
you know, you you get the, you get there at the top of that mountain if you have a Sherpa, no no question. Michael Jordan, I worked with his coach. Did you know he hired a coach? He became the greatest basketball player ever. He wasn't even that great in college, right? That's what I've heard. Or in high school, he was didn't make the teams. All those legendary stories. A great documentary called Air. And Michael Jordan, people they didn't mention this in Air. He found a coach, like a personal coach, personal coach, not a basketball coach, nothing to do with basketball, Tim Grover. And I did a speech one day and Tim Grover went on after me and he actually referenced me. I couldn't believe it, like a lot, like about the laughter and, and the joy and stuff like this. And Michael Jordan, this is how important coaching is, which we don't talk about in this world. He paid for this guy. He paid for all the other players not to have this guy coach them. He paid him off so wow. that he couldn't coach anyone but Michael Jordan. That's what he did. Smart move, right? That is a smart move. I'm not only going to get coached. I'm going to get coached by the best, and not, no one else is going to have that edge that I'm going to have. He had an edge that no one else had. And that's what I'm saying about coaching. This is like winning with humor. That's what, you have an edge no one else has. You're gonna People are going to go, that's what happens with my clients. They go, you get so funny. I, I flew in for like the graduation kind of love Matt Weaver. And he did a speech and the entire types came out dancing in this presentation. And, you know, and there's really bad dance and people are sitting there going, this is the most boring guy I've ever seen. What's he doing? And they, he, they, he shifted them right away. You're now going to have a good time. Not my usual Matt Weaver speech talking about mortgage and interest rates and stuff like that. You're now going to have a good time. It's going to be memorable. And sure enough, those are all the write-ups. They now attend his seminars and they're happy to be there because he always makes sure that he brings humor. That can be the case for anyone. Right. Wow. You have shared so much. This is really awesome to have had you on the show. Thank you so much, Craig, for being on Mindfulness Mode today. Thank you. I appreciate it. Would you give me a little recommendation, uh, a little testimony, send us one or something? Like, uh, I would you know, totally do that. Because I'm trying to spread, be Johnny Laughter Seed here. I'm trying to get the word out, get on other podcasts <laughs> and get people to get the coaching program. You know, I really want I'm passionate about this, as you can probably tell. I can tell. I can and, totally tell. And I and I told my the team, and he called them the staff, but I told them, I said, find podcasts about mindfulness. And they brought me to you. So that was great. So we had a great morning here. We did, yeah. And your your website, winningwithhumor.com, that's where you can check out Craig. You can check out the course. And, or, of course, uh, check out the book, too. The book's coming out soon, right? Craigshoemaker.com. And you'll, then you'll be in touch with everything that I'm doing. Or okay. official Craig Shoemaker on Instagram. Follow me. Say you heard me on here. Ask questions. I'm all about it. All about helping others. Cool. I ain't Craig. holding on. Thank you again, and you have a great rest of your day. You too. Thank you, man. Yeah, Appreciate for sure. it. Yeah, Talk bye now. Hey, Mindful Tribe, take what we've learned today to reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness. Stay in the mode.